0: with your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Kurt should be joining us here in a moment. Uh, before I get to Kurt, though, I know we're not doing traffic and weather right now. We will give you enough has moved. So we're looking at how to uh, rearrange that. In the meantime, if you didn't already know this, westbound I-70 is closed at 32nd where they're doing all of that bridge work over in you know Youngfield, uh, kind of that, that Lakewood Wheat Ridge area. There is a cement truck that turned over, and the boys just sent me a video of a tow truck trying to, and granted a big tow truck, but a tow truck trying to pick it up. And the winch cable where they were trying to winch it upright actually snapped, and yeah, because that thing loaded probably weighs 60,000 pounds or so. And uh, how do I know that? Because wet concrete weighs around 4,000 pounds and a fully loaded dump truck contains 10 yards. So that's 40,000 pounds on top of what the truck weighs and the mixer barrel and, and, and. Um, Yeah, they should have brought a heavier vehicle along in the first place. Um, I'll talk a little more about that because you guys all know my feelings on some of the way um, we have truckers, which this would be one. And I will tell you that some of these cement mixer guys, and I understand they've got a place to be because they've got wet cement, but I tell you what, some of these guys drive like they stink and stole it. And, yeah, I realize somebody could have pulled in front and cut them off, and and they could have, you know, twisted it around that way. But I will tell you that that particular area, and because the way the lanes are delineated and things narrow down um, – I don't know exactly what happened. I'm sure that more will come on, you know, will come out on that here in the uh, coming days. It'll be, you know, they always do an investigation, and sometimes they put it in the news, sometimes they don't. But point being, slow down. I mean that on the trucker side. I've seen guys, now that they've got the HOV lanes opened east and westbound, by the way, uh, through the I-70, not all the way through the tunnel area, but through the rest of it, the HOV lanes are there. And I'll tell you what, I'll even see the, the semi guys jump in those lanes, the, the guys with end dumps and so on. They run in those lanes, and they'll run up to 80 miles an hour down I-70, which, again, I know they've got the power, and I, can, I know they can run that fast, but should they is, is the better question. And I keep saying, and I mean this, if the industry doesn't start policing itself and start getting some of this under control, not saying that they can cure everything that they could have cured, even this accident that's now got, you know, traffic all snarled up, which is going to affect all of you trying to go home right now. Because once I-70 gets shut down, it screws everything up. The reality is, can the industry, you know, protect everything? Of course not. I, I get that. I understand. But I will tell you what, because I'm a part of it. I don't really see the trucking industry doing much to correct some of these problems, just my own personal opinion. So I know that was kind of a long dissertation. Kurt, thanks for, for uh, hanging out there. But Kurt Rogers, Affordable interest Mortgage, where are rates? What's going on right now?
6: Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because the rates have been going down all day today.
0: I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. That's why yeah. I asked. And uh, Okay, yeah. why? Why are they going down?
6: Um, the, the bond market is not affecting the rates. The, the short-term loans are going up. Um, but homes are still a great investment. The banks still want to keep it out there, so the rates are staying down there.
0: I mean, I'm looking at rates, and again, I I know this varies a lot, and I can't just look at rates because you and I have talked about that depends on credit, all sorts of other things, and the rate is like the guy walking in asking if I can get out the door for $400 a month buying a car. So I understand all the games that go in with that, so (laughs) I know as well as anyone. But I also know that it's a thing people look at, and from what I can see, you're looking at about five and a quarter to five and a half on rates today. Is that about right on a thirty-year mortgage?
6: Actually, they're under five. They're closer okay. to four seven five to four eight.
0: Seven, okay, five. okay. So there you go, folks. So again, I, I said this earlier too, Kurt. Um, yep. Just because rates are where they're at shouldn't keep somebody from looking at making a up, down or lateral move. I know some folks are thinking, well, well, I got this two and a half or two and three quarter percent rate, and I just can't leave that. Well, first of all, that's not the rate. Yeah, that's what you are sold on. But if you look at the total amount of interest you're paying, it's a far cry from that rate. So the reality is, it's more about the deal, the house, how you can afford it, what you can do, and if you can make money on the particular move that you're trying to make. To me, to me Kurt, it's more of that than anything else in my world.
6: And I don't disagree. One of the, the things I ask people to do when they say they have a great rate, they may have two and a half, and that's good. Look at your payment, what's interest, what's principal, and then tell me that's two and a half.
0: Right, right.
6: You're, you're, you know, 900 in interest and 300 in principal is not two and a half.
0: No, it is not. It is not. And, and that's, again, folks, that's where sit down with Kurt have him go through some of these things, explain how this works. And all I'm trying to say, Kurt, is that I know there's people out there that have looked around and they're thinking, oh, well, you know, my house dropped, you know, a teeny bit, and, and the interest rates are up, and I just can't afford to move. Well, guess what? The house you're looking at probably did the same thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, yours may have gone down a little bit, but so did the next one. So at the end of the day, it all works.
6: And as, as you've been in business long enough in the world, business, world business, that when the market everybody perceives the values have gone down, you start finding pocket deals out there. There's That's opportunity right. Opportunity that shows That's up. right. And if you're prepared for them, you can actually improve your portfolio pretty easy.
0: That's exactly right. All right, seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred is your number. What's on What's on a haystack help tomorrow?
6: We're going to be talking with my realtor, Allison, and and she's going to explain in real basic terms why the market is not going to crash. It's not going to go up at 12, but she's going to talk about homes and and what to foresee in home sales in your home if you wanted to sell it.
0: Awesome. All right. Again, Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. That's our Monday Mortgage Minute. Kurt, thanks. Thanks, John. You bet. Take care.
7: With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM. 720-895-0500 let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more seeing a low rate but not reading the small print only to realize all the extra costs and fees again stop call 720-895-0500 affordable interest mortgage quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary get a low rate without all the extra costs let us show you how to save thousands Call 720-895-0500 now, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298191, regulated by Dora.
0: All right, Gino's Auto Service, we talk a lot about cars. Why? Because it's me, it's my background, it's what I do, and a lot of you ask questions, which I appreciate very much, by the way. Never, ever do you offend me for asking any kind of a car question on the same token, A lot of questions that I get asked, you could call the folks at Geno's, Steve and his guys over there, and say, hey, here's a question I've got. I need an answer to it. And they will be happy to answer that question. They've got a great AC special running right now. Loaner cars are always available. 303-794-6700. It's com, and that's Geno's with a J.
8: Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Service's Air Conditioning Recharge Special. We're off to a very hot start to summer here in Colorado. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior, but refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant, cleans it, and we put it back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. As members of Colorado Auto Care will back it up with Napa's nationwide 36,000 miles or 36 months peace of mind warranty. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J.
0: Folks, health insurance is a big deal and one of the most, uh, how should I say this, when it comes to expenses, it's not our highest expense, although for some it can be. It's getting up there. Uh, One thing you can do is call GIA, especially if you have to insure things yourself or if you're a business looking for health insurance for your your own business and you're doing that as a benefit, call Group Insurance Analyst. 303-423-0162 or find him at klzradio.com.
9: Finding the right health insurance plan can be confusing and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more in medical costs out of your pocket. Call Paul Lanigro at GIA Insurance and his team of ACA health specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs and at the very best premium. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is a qualified health insurance plan, dental, life, or vision insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA is an authorized enrollment center for Connect for Health Colorado. The only place you can get an advanced premium tax credit to lower your premiums.
2: This is Rush to Reason on KLZ five sixty.
0: All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's afternoon rush. KLZ five sixty. Thanks for listening. And some of you may have, you know, wondered a moment ago. Well, how do I know how much that truck weighs and that it was full of concrete and so on? Well. Let me give you a little tip on concrete trucks, cement trucks. When they're traveling down the road, or anywhere, traveling, and you see that wheel assembly that's in the back, and instead of being up where they actually fill the drum, when you see them down on the road, they're down because that's the booster axle, and by law, that has to be down... When the truck is full. So if you see the booster down, the truck is full of cement. Pretty simple. How do I know in this particular picture that the truck was full? Because the booster is still down even though it's on its side. So that's why I know it's full. And furthermore, it's a pretty good tow truck they sent out to pick this thing up. That probably empty would have picked it up. But this truck... This tow truck with a full drum on the cement mixer itself. Um, No, ain't picking it up. Not this one. I don't know what tow company this is because I can't see the picture. I wouldn't say their name, but I typically know most of the tow companies around and the equipment they have. And I can tell you from looking at the boom on this one, it's just not heavy enough. So. I-70 is still currently closed. How long it will be, I have no idea. I'm guessing they have to get another piece of equipment out to try to get this thing uprighted somehow and get it hauled off. Um, Bad day for the company that owns the cement mixer. By the time they get this thing uprighted, that drum will be dry, and you either get in there and hand-chip all that concrete out, which is a very tenuous process, or they throw the drum away and order a new one and start over. This is not a cheap day. For this company, because looking at the truck, most likely it's probably totaled, depending upon the age of the truck and what they can salvage out of it. Keep in mind, they don't even an upright yet. So anyway, side note, I know I'm, I'm kind of you know getting into something that maybe most of you don't care about, but I do. Why? Because going to screw up my ride home tonight. All because some knucklehead driver turned the cement mixer over. And I see these guys... Not that guy, but others like them. And I know there's a lot of great truck drivers out there. A lot of you listen to me. A lot of you probably are frustrated at the same as I when it comes to some of this. I don't know what's happened lately in this whole Denver area, but our stinking truck drivers, the majority of them, drive too stinking fast. I'll just tell you straight up. If you're in the left lane, period, in town, you're 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 driving too fast. Out on the open road, you know what, different different story, different deal, and I've had that conversation with a lot of you before, not only here, but on Drive Radio as well. So, you know what, fine. In town, get out of left lane, please. Let the cars that are there go by. Stay in the middle or the right lane. If it's four lanes, stay in the middle two and the right, whatever. I, and, and for sure, get out of the left lane and get out of the HOV lane. You're only there because it's free and you're not getting charged. If you were getting charged, you wouldn't be. Anyways, another thing I could probably harp on in another day, but... I want traffic to move in this town. Something that our current administration, by the way, here in Colorado, I guess doesn't care about. Actually, I should rephrase that. I think the current governorship and those that are in power in this state do care. Only it's the opposite of what you think they care about. They don't care about you getting from A to B. They care about you not getting from A to B, hoping that you'll hop on RTD or Some of the other rideshare programs we have in town, and that you won't drive at all. That's what they're hoping for. It's by design, folks. We at times, myself included, will be critical of them for quote unquote not paying attention. Actually, they're paying a lot of attention to it and getting exactly what they want. They want gridlock. They want on the roads what I want in Washington, D.C., or even at our own state capitol. I want gridlock there, but I want traffic to roll. They want the opposite. They want their way when it comes to government, and they want you gridlocked on the roads. Because, again, it'll force you to do some things you wouldn't otherwise do. Ride a bike, ride with someone else, jump on you know our crummy RTD service we have, and yes, it is crummy. Oh, that Charlie just reminded me, though. For those of you that might want to try it, it's free the entire month of August, courtesy of all of us as taxpayers. That's how how it works, light rail and bus. So RTD, almost all the cities in the Front Range are in RTD. Some opted out, though. Douglas County is not in RTD. Some counties, some areas said, no, no, we're, we're not doing that. Most of the rest of the Front Range area has some sort of an RTD service in it. So, bottom line, um, they want this, I guess is ultimately what I should say. All right, Joe sent me something today, which I titled, this is why I say being liberal is mentally ill. So the proposed legislation that Senator Manchin has pledged to support may come up in a vote this week. It's the 740, I talked about it last week, it's the $740 billion, uh, what, did, what did Joe Biden call it last Thursday? It's the, it's the, he won't call it, you know, we're not in a recession, so it's essentially the anti-recession bill. He won't call it that, but that's kind of what it's called. Supposedly, it's revenue neutral and has no new taxes. Here's a quote from Bloomberg analysts of the legislation. Again, Bl- Bloomberg is, <laughs> we all know, not on the right. Okay, This is not a right-linging organization looking at this. The legislation, which may get a Senate vote as soon as this week, this is coming from Bloomberg, would reinstate and increase a long-lapsed tax on crude... And imported petroleum products up to sixteen point four cents a barrel, according to a summary of the plan released Sunday by the Senate's tax writing committee. The fee would be paid for by U.S. refineries receiving the crude oil and importers of petroleum products. This is according to the Congressional Research Service, which said proponents of the taxes believe they reflect a pollster pays or sorry, a polluter pays mentality. This is Joe's words, not mine, but he's right. Many liberals are ecstatic over this legislation, and they're celebrating the fact that corporations will finally be made to pay their fair share. Problem is, my words, not his. No, the corporations won't pay, and no, they won't pay their fair share. You will. If you think for a second, anybody dealing with crude oil, refinery especially, If you think they're just going to eat 16.4 cents a barrel and not pass that on to you, the end user, you're crazy. Again, you're mentally ill because you don't understand how economies work. Every single cost that that company goes through to produce gasoline and put it into the market gets passed on to us. Every person that buys gas. Every company that buys gas, the government that's buying gas, all of us, all of us will be paying that tax. So even though they're claiming that this is a revenue-neutral bill, it's not, folks. And rarely is it ever. Government spends your money. They have none of their own, by the way, so they spend ours. And by the way, they—if there's anything they do great at, I'll, I'll give them kudos for this. If there's anything government does well at, it's spend your money. They get a gold star for that. They win the Oscar. Yes, they can spend your money all stinking day long. No problem doing that. Saving it—that's a whole other story. And you heard I played some of what, you know, Joe said last Thursday. You know, Joe Biden said last Thursday. Um, these guys don't know how to save money. He'll come out and tell you that the deficit's down, this is down, that's down. Um no. Go look at the debt clock. Joe talks about it all the time in the in the um, amount of interest that we pay on it. And I'm looking at the debt clock right now and it rolls along so fast I can't tell you what the number is because it goes up that high. The 100, you know, the the $100,000 mark, you know, is is, you know, okay, the amount of time it took me to say that it went up 100 grand. Now it just went up 200 grand. Another second, it'll be 300 grand. Get the drift. The U.S. debt's not going down despite what Joe Biden tells you. Not at all. We are now 30 trillion, 619 billion, 639 million, and it'll be 640 in just a second or two. That's how much debt we as a country are adding and how fast it is. Yet Joe, Uncle Joe, will go on TV telling us, Oh no, I'm cutting the budgets. I'm cutting this. I'm cutting that. I'm saving us money. No, no, he's not. If that were the case, this national debt clock would be going the other way. See, folks, this is not that hard to figure out. And by the way, usdebtclock.org. If you want to know what I'm talking about, it's, it's a bookmark on mine. I can look at it anytime I want to. I, I try at times to not because it's scary. But everything we're you know, we talking about in this realm, it's all there. And it even explains where these numbers come from. Whoever put this website together, by the way, did a great job. Because it's all there. It just spells it out. U.S. debt clock. Where are we at? Debt per citizen right now. 91, uh, uh, 92 grand, call it. Per U.S. citizen, man, woman, child, infant, you name it, 92 grand. The debt per taxpayer, this is really alarming, by the way. Tells you how many people don't pay taxes. Now I realize that there's kids out there and some elderly and so on, where you know, yeah, they're they're not paying taxes. I understand that, but the debt per taxpayer, two hundred forty-two, almost two hundred forty-three thousand dollars. I'm gonna say that number again. This is scary, folks. Our debt as tax-paying citizens. If you're a taxpayer, a net taxpayer. $243,000. out of that 30.6 billion or sorry trillion dollars. So 30 trillion 619 billion dollars. And again, to have Joe Biden go on national TV or you know do his national speeches and claim that he's somehow reducing this, it's a flat out lie. Flat out. Cuz if it wasn't, this would go down I realize that he'll come along and say, well, you know, it's because my new budget isn't there. And, you know, you haven't seen the, the you know, it hasn't been reflective of what changes we've made and blah, 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 blah. And folks, I, I can bank on this. I, I, I could bet my life on the fact that number is not going to get reversed. That 30 trillion, six hundred nineteen billion dollar figures not going the other direction, not in my lifetime. Not, not with some sort of miracle. It ain't happening. Partially because the Republicans are as bad at spending money as the Democrats are. I thought of this earlier in our first hour when we were interviewing our guest that's you know, held, you know holds politicians accountable and news media is accountable. This includes Republicans. How many politicians do you know end up in Washington that come back poor? I'm going to say that again. How many politicians go to national, you know, go to the federal, Senate, Congress, become VP, president, whatever, name one of those individuals that comes out poorer than when they started. And by the way, I can only think of one. I can only think of one. some of you are thinking, one, who would that be? Donald Trump. Donald Trump less left office with less net worth than he started. He's probably Charlie, one of the few in the last 50 years of any politician out there that's done that. He gave his salary away while he was there. he didn't he didn't take the 400 grand and change that we give him you know that we give a president to be there. He didn't take that. He lost money on investments because of being president. He lost value in some of, his, of, of some of his holdings because of being president. He is one of the few politicians I know of that left office poorer than when he started. And that includes Republicans. Typically speaking, those guys enter office with, in some cases, not a lot of net worth, and they end up being millionaires. Some of them start as a millionaire and end up a hundred millionaire, Nancy Pelosi. So until we change that, and we quit making these folks millionaires, good luck on changing how things in politics work. And that includes both parties, by the way. I'm sorry, but that's the case. And somebody just texted in. By the way, great comment. You are spot on. You know who's ultimately to blame for the spending? Us. The public. Why? Because we vote these knuckleheads in that do this. And you like your freebie, too. The problem is, we as a country can't do this. We can't go down the... We cannot be $30 trillion in debt plus... And in the amount of time that we're we've been talking, it's already gone up a million bucks. Just in the amount of time I spent talking, it went it went to six hundred. Went from actually two million. It went from six forty six to six forty eight since we've been talking. We added two million dollars in debt in that amount of time. And I realize when you're talking in the trillions of, of you know GDP and so on that we as a country have that millions aren't much. But man, alive, we got to start somewhere, folks. The problem is we haven't started anywhere we have not we don't have in my opinion a single politician a lot of them talk about it a lot of them give lip service until their pet project comes along and they'll vote for it oh you know i had to my constituents they you know they needed that you know I, you, whatever excuse they come up with tell me a politician that really has gone in and said we need to cut x y and z i know there's a few there's a handful that have done what i just said i'll give them credit by the way By and large, though, left and right alike, they spend money, like drunken sailors. Worse than drunken sailors. Because here's the thing, by the way. At least a drunken sailor spends his own money. These guys aren't even spending their own. They're spending yours. And mine. That's worse than a drunken sailor. At least a drunken sailor spends his own. These guys don't. Until we start wrapping our head around the fact that we as a country... Are two hundred and forty-three thousand dollars in debt per taxpayer. We won't change this. So remember that number. And by the way, you can always go look it up because it'll be by tomorrow, it'll be two hundred and forty-three thousand dollars. So actually, by the time I get off air, it'll be two forty three. It's already two forty two, nine eighty six. So it's gonna be nine forty three, it'll be nine forty four tomorrow. Or sorry, two forty four by tomorrow. So I'll take a break, we'll come back. Anything you want to chime in on this, feel free to do so. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Ask about their Quiet Cool system. It's a $300 off value right now, and it will, as I told you earlier in the 3 o'clock hour. Right now, it'll keep your house at about 74 degrees, which for some of you doesn't mean doesn't means that AC doesn't need to, need to come on. That's how you save money, by the way. So Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Again, klzradio.com is where you can find them, or 720-526-0231.
5: Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with absolute electrical heating and air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com.
8: For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical
0: Heating and Air. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith wants to help you with your financial future to make sure that you are out of debt, you're positive, and you can retire someday. That's Al's goal. KLZradio.com, 303-744-1128. A
4: trustworthy advisor who's well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128.
0: All right, folks, all of your plumbing needs, one-stop shopping. That's High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-5, 877-WE-HIGH-5, or klzradio.com.
3: Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445, or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five.
2: Now,
5: back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
0: All right, we are back. Craig joining us now. Craig, what's going on, sir? Hey, John. You know,
1: we'll never see the, the federal uh, tax uh, deficit debt nope. ever get paid off.
0: Nope, you're correct. Unfortunately, we will not.
1: It's gotten too big, too out of control, and we're in the age of entitlements. Yep. When, when you think about all the entitlements that exist out there, and people learn how to take advantage of those entitlements when they could be working, I I know Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, you know, those had, you know, those were probably the initial largest entitlements, correct?
0: Yeah, and I think those are, you know, I always am, am careful to make sure we label things correctly because let's talk about Social Security for a moment. Yes, people work. Yes, people put money into that. And in a way, they are entitled to get that money back because they put that money in and their employer matched and so on. Although, I'm always careful to remind people that yes, that's true. Although most people now, Craig, because when they set all that up originally, they weren't planning on people dipping into that fund and living as long as they do. Now, that's why that age of when you can actually start taking it continues to creep up some because people are taking it longer and longer. The majority of people out there Will end up taking more out of Social Security than they put in. So I'm always careful when somebody corrects me and says, "Well, I'm entitled to that money." Yeah, you're entitled to the money with interest you put in, but in my opinion, not anymore, not not a dime more. Well,
1: at the state level, you can comp- something very similar would be para. Yes, I I don't think that's sustainable as, as it is, it is not. set up.
0: It isn't. It isn't. It's it's a guaranteed benefit. It's not sustainable. But those so security is, a, is it, by the way so security same way it's a guaranteed benefit. No matter how much you put in, I mean, they kind of base your amount you're going to get per month based upon your highest, you know, giving year, I guess you could say. But it's another one, Craig, that's not sustainable to your point.
1: Sure. And then, but you try to tell, let's say, a para, a Colorado employee that's got para, tell them that, you know, it's unsustainable. We won't be able to pay you those full benefits. You would have the biggest fit thrown on earth. Yep. I mean, those people would go berserk if you were to tell them that.
0: Real quick, too, by the way, the the other number that I never mentioned, and most people don't, I don't know why, we should start mentioning it. Any idea, Craig, what the total U.S. debt is? That includes household, business, state, local governments, even financial institutions, plus the $30 trillion, the owes. Do you know what that number is? No, no idea. Almost, not quite, $92 trillion.
1: Most of us can't even can't even comprehend. I mean, if you were to take No, but yeah. how many mill, what's scary about that number is... though,
0: Craig, is think about that for a second. The US government us as taxpayers, what the government though has spent on our behalf is a third of all debt. One third of all debt—that includes household businesses, local governments, I and mean, that's even state and local governments that you know do bonds and owe money and so on—and then of course you know financial institutions where they you know borrow money to you know loan back about money and blah blah blah. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get through all the details of that, but the bottom line is the U.S. government is a third of all the debt that we as a country owe. That's that that alone should scare people.
1: Well, you look at. Um all the credits that have come along over the years, uh, uh, child care uh, credits, you've got uh, credits for having a child, you've got all um, oh, whatever else is out there that, you know, unemployment insurance, and then people take advantage of that. Um, of course, that's, again, at the state level, but there are just too many ways for people to find you know, ways of taking advantage of the system instead of being out there working.
0: That's right. No, you you are correct. And, And until, to your point, until we get the, you know, that's why I'm always careful when I say entitlements versus welfare, because I don't consider welfare, you know, the word entitlement means I earned it, it's owed back to me. I'm entitled to that money. That's why we call, you know, Medicare and, and. um uh, Social Security and entitlement because people put in their entitled to it back. Craig, welfare is not an entitlement. No, nobody's entitled to anything as far as I'm concerned when it comes to that. You don't have a job. You don't work. You don't eat. Period. Done deal.
1: Well, and then all the people like you say that are not even taxpayer Taxpayers per se.
0: There's a lot of net tax they, receivers out there.
1: Right, more more receivers than payers. And again, that's not sustainable. In the in ma- you-
0: the number of people, yes, you are correct. Not not in and the then, of course dollars and cents, but yes, in the amount of people, you are correct.
1: Well, and then even so far as to Tesla, for example, to get a federal and a state tax, you can't on Teslas any longer. But
0: no, you still get a state one. You you don't get fed, but you still get state. Craig. Yeah.
1: Well, you you if it weren't. For the U.S. government, his corporation would not even be in business. That's correct. Because look at all the people that were offered a federal tax credit as an incentive to buy one of his vehicles and all the people that took advantage of that. But who pays for that in the end? The taxpayer. Correct. So, So every taxpayer out there that may not even be able to afford an electric car has helped finance the purchase of a Tesla for somebody that could afford it. Correct. That needed that needed no tax incentive to buy it. They could have bought it outright. R- really quick, along, along
0: those better. lines, really quick. I just want to throw something out. I was I was listening to a conversation over the weekend. It was at a restaurant, and I, I don't know why I was even paying attention to a conversation, but I was, and there was a particular. A couple, and they were—you could just tell—they were talking about finances and different things and so on. And one of them said something along the lines of, "You know, I just want to get to the point where, you know, what I've got all my bill—my bills paid—and I'm money enough ahead to where I can buy a Tesla." And I'm thinking, "That's your main goal in life? Buy a Tesla?" I could think of a hundred other things I'd rather buy ahead of that. But to some people, Craig, that's like a badge of honor—being able to buy a Tesla.
1: That has become the current status symbol. Unbelievable.
0: And and for all of you listening, by the way, as a car guy, I'll just tell you straight up, it ain't the best car out there. It's not even the best, in my opinion, Craig. It's not even the best EV. Now, technologically speaking, it's the best. But as far as fit, finish, functionality, and so on, is it the best? No. Did you mention
1: Saturday, I may have missed it, that um, Tesla sales have dropped because of Elon Musk pulling out of his Offer to buy. I did not. Twitter? I did
0: not mention that. No, I did not.
1: Do you think it will hurt his sales, or it won't affect it whatsoever?
0: Oh, people are short-termed memory, and they have short-term memory loss. Uh, once the you know once here's what's going to happen. First of all, he's going to force a whole another conversation. But he's going to force Twitter into showing exactly how many bots they have, which by the way is a lot larger number than what they told him they had. They told him originally it was what Charlie five to seven percent were bots you know five five percent roughly. Uh, I think it's gonna I think he's right that it's more like 20 to 25 percent are bots. That's what Elon's claim is And through all of this lawsuit and things, Craig that are going on, they're going to have to reveal how many actual bots they have. once they do, Elon wins yeah, people buy Tesla's again. They're going to yep. buy him prior to that anyways, but the, I think, frankly, Craig, my own opinion is as to where Tesla's at in all of this is, did some of that hurt him? Yes. Is the fact that you can go buy a Tesla today that looks exactly the same as it did five years ago? Is that hurting him? Yes, I think that is as well. He's got numerous things going against him in that world, and he, you know, he needs to buck up. And he knows running a car company. He's even said it's the hardest thing he's ever done in his career is to run a car company. Bottom line, Craig, they need a refresh. I mean, go look at any Tesla. Tell me, tell me a brand new one versus one that's five years old. You can't.
1: The body cell hasn't changed. Whatsoever. They're exactly.
0: And by the way, I know some of you Tesla owners may not like me saying this. It's the ugliest car on the road, as far as I'm concerned. It is. It is ugly. It is not a good-looking car at all. A, a Tesla Model Three is even uglier, and that stupid X Series thing they've got with the gold wings that open up—it's the ugliest of them all. And if you look at any Tesla from the back end, tell me it looks good. They don't. They're ugly.
1: Well, I, I think so too. I mean, every time I, but people are buying them. It, it's amazing. And, 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 how and Charlie just mentioned in my
0: ear too, Craig. You know, fit and finish on them is awful. By the way, for all of you that are out there thinking you should go own one as a badge of honor, I'm a car guy. I won't own one. What's that tell you? Yeah. And it's not because so I'm you, against EVs because I own one. You I just don't own a boat. Tesla. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know that, that should tell everybody out there listening something. I won't own one. Why? Because it's not a good car.
1: Well, again, where the the charging connector is unique it's proprietary. to the Tesla brand.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's proprietary, proprietary to them. That's right.
1: If he doesn't start producing more char- from what I've seen on, on the internet, if he doesn't start producing some more charging stations, and people are having to line up 8 or 10 deep to get to a charging station and having to wait for for hours to even, you know, aside from maybe charging at home, but as far as being out on the road and, and you know, going to their app and finding where the Tesla charging mm-hmm. stations are, and then they walk, drive up and see there's eight or ten cars deep at every charging station, there's going to be a frustration level there. Right.
0: Not, yeah, no, you're you're 100%. Yes, that's right. Again, he he's got some real challenges, I think, that— are now starting to you know show up, uh, one being his political beliefs, and that's, that's always an issue for CEOs and owners of companies. Two, the supply chain thing has really affected him, just like it has every other uh, manufacturer that's out there. And I still think, and no, this is something the industry doesn't talk about. I don't know why, Craig. They're all car people. You'd think this would be easy for them to figure out. But when you can't tell the difference in a 5- to 7-year-old Tesla versus one today, where's the incentive to buy a new one? I mean, people like styling changes they um, they love them that's why they manufacturers yeah. do it yeah it's like well this
1: one's getting kind of old it's getting kind of aged this look let's let's do a little tweak it a little bit here a little bit there but, i mean then, that,
0: you know that model s i mean frankly it's even longer than 5 go look at a model s that's in the 2015 model year and tell it's any different than today it's not looks identical right. And the Model Threes haven't changed. No, they're exactly the same as well. So that that eventually starts to hurt. You know, every manufacturer sees that, and and I've talked to these guys directly that work at the manufacturers at press events and so on. They all start looking at sales reports. They know when a car is getting long in the tooth. You know, when it's been produced too much, too long, and there just isn't any styling changes. The the public starts to wane on buying that vehicle. And I know there's some diehards that never want to see a model change, but you know they're they're the they're, they're the unique individuals. They're the albatrosses, Craig, that, that the market doesn't look at, that the manufacturer doesn't even look at. If they're a guy that never wants to see things change, that's not who the manufacturer's going after. So i, I got to run to break, Craig. As always, I appreciate it. You're, you're the man. You bring up some great topics, and I appreciate it. Have a great night. Extreme Auto Repair, speaking of cars, they're next. They'll help you out with any vehicle that you've got going on, diesel, gas, even the EVs. They work on them all. klzradio.com, 303-841-1071
11: That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com/extreme. Promises kept.
0: Flesh and Beck is next. Kevin Flesh, any legal trouble you have at all or if you need help legally speaking, accidents and so on. Kevin Flesh 303-806-8886.
2: Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law, they get results.
0: Okay, in Our Home Transitions, if you thought about transitioning, that's where the name comes from by the way, up, down, sideways, maybe you're going to uh, you know, minimize things, or maybe you want a larger home because your family's growing. You name it, they can help you with all of that. Call the ladies today. It's two for the price of one, by the way, Catherine and Robin, 720-437-8210.
3: They always find a way. Buyers having trouble competing with cash offers, veterans with credit issues who need a new place immediately because their lease got canceled, sellers who don't have the time or resources to clean up the property for showings, Catherine and robin of k and r home transitions will do whatever it takes to buy or sell your home with the combined experience of two realtors for the price of one you will find a creative solution for your unique situation in their years of buying and selling properties Catherine and robin have developed a vast network of professionals in the real estate industry they have knowledge and connections the average real estate agent has probably never heard of, like the Lease to Buy program, combined with a genuine heart for helping people no one else will help. Choose the real estate team that always finds a way. Fill out the contact form now at klzradio.com home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty.
0: All right, veteran windows and doors. Call Dave today, and again, you could just want to upgrade one of your doors, a storm door, screen door, add a window, change a window, you name it. They can help you with all of that, and it's easy. Call 303-529-0720. It'll be one of the best conversations, by the way, you ever have. Dave's just a super nice guy. Also find him at klzradio.com.
10: When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps, or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows Indoors at kldradio.com windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529.
9: The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lanigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com.
5: This isn't Rage Radio. This is Real Relatable Radio. Back to Rush to Reason.
0: All right, I've got a couple of minutes. We sort of put all, not sort of, we put all those uh, commercials in at one time, so I'd have a little bit of time here at the end of the show to explain a couple of things that Charlie thought I should explain. Fit and finish. And when you talk about that on a car, what does that mean? For some of you, you automatically know, so a lot of you car guys that are listening, okay, don't need to tell you anything. You've already, you already know what I'm talking about. For a lot, though, that don't, here's what I mean by fit. When you walk up to a car, and you look at the lines going down the side. Are they all the same? Are they even? Do they run in a straight line? Does each door line up correctly with each other? So does the front door line up with the back door? Does it line up with the rear quarter panel and so on? If, if it doesn't, that's a fit problem. And by the way, I've seen some Teslas even running down the road. Where I haven't even got close to them. I can just see going down the road. The door handles don't even line up. They're off by a quarter of an inch. That's a fit problem. Look at how the trunk, the deck lid, meets the rest of the car. Is the exact same spacing on the right side versus the left side versus what's in front of the deck lid? Is it all the same? In other words, if you took—there's a pencil in my hand. If you took a pencil— And a pencil works really well for this, by the way. You crack the end of it off so there's no lead coming out of it, and you use the cone tip, and you run around it, and you see does that pencil vary going up and down? Because typically it's not even a pencil width as to what that gap is. If you run a pencil all the way around, are you noticing the pencil go up and down as you're rolling, you know, as you're as you're pushing it through the crack all the way around where it meets the body? If the answer is I'm seeing it go up and down, you have a fit problem. That pencil should be exactly the same width all the way around the deck lid. The hood should be exactly the same way. The door should be the exact same way. And as I just mentioned mentioned a pencil... In the auto world, a lot of times, that's exactly what you use because you can even see on a freshly ground pencil where the groove is and whether or not the pencil's moving up and down to tell you if that spacing is correct or not. That's what I mean by fit. Finish, that's a whole other conversation I should probably have on drive radio. The finish on today's cars in general is much better than it used to be. But every now and then, you'll look at a car where it's like, wait a minute, I I see a... I see a wave in that panel, or I see some dirt or some things in that that just, it just doesn't look right. It's not like glass. It's not perfectly flat. It doesn't shine the way it should be. That's the finish side. Now, I will tell you that I think on the finish side, Tesla does pretty well on the paint side of of that end of things. It's their fitment that they have such an issue with. And my feeling on that is, and there's a lot of people out there that have you know, taken apart Teslas to look at some of these things we're talking about, they will tell you it's because they don't know how to manufacture the body of the car. They're great at the componentry. They're great at the technology behind it and what's running it. But they've not figured out how to build the car itself in a very efficient manner yet. And in turn, it's affecting their fitment in those cars. So there's an explanation. If you got any other questions on that specifically, just send me an email and let me know. You can always go to our website, rushtoreason.com. Again, if you missed first hour, it's up next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.